Hi, I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO National Podcast Post Month. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Karina Gantis, for another episode of Behind the Pen. I'm an award-winning author of 14 books, award-winning filmmaker, booktuber, YouTuber. I have the uh, show Author Assist on the Artist First Radio Network, and I'm also Run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion, everything from brainstorming an idea right through to um, public, uh, publicizing the final product. I think that's everything on my list, yes, okay. So today, my special guest is Kayla Dama, and she's all the way from, if I remember right, Italy. Welcome to the show, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm from Italy. Oh, it's wonderful. I've had I've had a few people from Italy. You have a beautiful, beautiful language. <laughs> yeah. It, it's you musical, know, they say. Oh, yeah, you no, know, it's beautiful. And you know, Karina is an Italian word. Yes, yes. But we spell it with a C and not with a K. I had so many. It's pretty. Yeah, I know. I had so many um, uh, Italian tourists in the resort where I used to work. And as soon as they knew my name, it was like, ah, do you know what your name is? Your name means pretty and it suits you so much. Or something. I'm sorry, my Italian is terrible. But yeah, there was, that was their flirting line to me because of my name being, meaning pretty. Anyway. Behind the Pen is a show for anyone who holds a pen. You could be an artist, illustrator, author, writer, a director, a uh, editor, a um, tattooist, anyone who holds a pen. So my first question to you, Kayla, is what do you use your pen for? I use it to write uh, mostly science fiction Ooh. and also for drawing. I like drawing, but I, I'm... I'm just a, a wannabe <laughs> uh, artist in that field. No, that's uh, great. You know, when you have that artistic blood in you, it's never just one thing. With you, it's writing and your second is drawing. With me, it's writing and my second is singing. So there's always one or two things hidden underneath but uh, most people concentrate on on one talent even though they have uh, a talent for another kind of art so science fiction wow why science fiction what is it you love about the genre well i'm all i've always been fascinated by science uh, and the stars of course i wanted to be an astronaut as a child <laughs> <laughs> would you still go up in a rocket now if you had the chance uh, if it were safe, I would. <laughs> I'm not sure it's safe. Yeah, for... you can't. You can't really yeah. ca guarantee that now, can you? It, but uh, they have to be in perfect health condition, and I'm not, so <laughs> it wouldn't be yeah. safe. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, a, love... a dream that never came true. But but you, I suppose you're an astronaut in your books because when you start writing you become the character so you've been to space how many times Kayla? Oh, always <laughs> I'm always up there in my mind. <laughs> there we go there we go you've done it. 
Ah, yes, um, the, the International Space Station. Uh, I, I spotted it a few times and I was, oh! <laughs> We've actually, we, we spotted it once over here. I'm on the island of Corfu in Greece and we were outside and we were trying to decide what it was because it wasn't UFOs, it wasn't yeah. an aeroplane, but there was a line of them coming across and it wasn't until the next day, I mean, we were sitting out there for about an hour watching them trying to work out what it was. It wasn't until the next day that we found out it was the space station going across. But uh, yeah, we've, we've seen it once and that was absolutely fascinating to see them, all the satellites going. There are people up there and they're not so close, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, your science fiction is more on the space side than the actual science side. Yeah, well, there's not really uh, a lot of science. I mean, it's uh, not hard science fiction. Uh, I focus on characters. So mm -hmm. what matters is interrelations, interrelationship between characters, mostly aliens, and most of my characters are aliens. So you know, human and alien relationship, it's always alien and alien relationship. Yeah, there are humans as well, uh, but relationships between uh, aliens and humans are not so good. I'm not in a nutshell. I know a few people that do do that, and it's, it seems really weird, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> so how did it all start with you? When did you get your love for writing? When did you get that itch to write that book? Because well, Everyone's uh, always got a book inside you, you know? I always uh, wrote uh, stories uh, since uh, I was a child, uh, a teen, mm. even before, I don't know. Um, I found a book I wrote like in uh, seventh grade or something like that. Uh, so it's an awful story and of course uh, <laughs> we all say that we all say that yeah. but it was our first you should be proud of it i'm proud i'm proud but uh i wouldn't publish it <laughs> <laughs> it, it would need so much work to be fixed that well i'm not not even trying but it was an exercise it was i loved it when i did it i i remember uh, writing it and uh, I, I had lost it and finally found it like a few Aww. months ago oh how lovely <laughs> oh that must be so nice I've lost all my because back when I was writing it was a typewriter the computers didn't exist um and so I had a typewriter and I've lost all of my main manuscripts that I did with the typewriter but that would be lovely to get hold of and read again because I know there's some stories I know there's some nuggets in there somewhere maybe I can't use the whole thing but I can grab some you know some scenes and, and put it together in another book you know why to why to waste an, an idea that's come from me that I can use for something else the same as your book okay it may be a child who did it but the actual storyline may be something you could use another time in another book, you know? Possibly, yeah, but that's a, a mainly a romance story and I don't write romance. There's well, little romance in my stories. <laughs> yeah, well, you can kick the romance part out and just have the interaction with the characters, yeah. as long as it's a, a space opera that, like you normally do. 
And if it isn't a space opera, then make it a space opera. What I'm saying <laughs> is there must be something in there that's quite a golden nugget. And, and so, I mean, are you a pantser or a plotter when it comes to your books? Uh, I think I'm a little bit of both uh, mm. in between. I, I, I like planning. I know, I know where my series is going. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, you don't I write down know how to go there and that I find out uh, as, as I go you sound just like me you have the idea and everything the plot and everything in your head and when you start writing it comes out and you don't need to take chapter notes and make notes and plan what you can do for each chapter on the sticky notes and the board behind you like some planners do we plan in our head and it stays there which is really good but um, we have to wait until we're in the zone before we start actually writing because then I've said many many times in the podcast that when you're in the zone what flows out is gold when you're out of the zone, then you can edit what you've written before. You know, yeah, yeah it's, it's like you're in your little bubble and no one can disturb you because you have to write. Doesn't matter <laughs> what the time is, especially when they start talking to you and nagging at you to, to get on the computer or, or write down their scene or write down a dialogue. It's like four o'clock in the morning. You're like, let me sleep, let me sleep. And they won't let you sleep. So you get up and you get that scene out of your head, then you can go back to sleep. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you suffer from. Um, so did you do any, like, uh, before you started novel writing, were you doing any freelance nonfiction, uh, maybe even poetry or short flash fiction? No. Went straight to novel writing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, were I, you I, a late starter or I mean what sort of age were you when you published your first novel? I published the the parallels the first edition in 2017 so not exactly a child. <laughs> yeah late late starter but uh, you started nonetheless that was good. How long had that book that idea for that book been inside you? Uh, a few years. Yeah four or five years and so I had no I was writing stuff with friends and ideas uh, and then I uh, I decided to write because uh, someone a friend uh, told me you have to write this book I, I, I had a, a, just a, a scene which is the opening scene of uh, the parallels uh, just out of an ideas uh, from a, a chat with a friend. And another friend read it and said, you have to write this story. <laughs> I was gonna say, what was it? What was it that made you finally sit down and write? Sometimes it's time because you're working, you don't have the time to do it. And then maybe you retired, maybe you change jobs, maybe you start working at home and you suddenly have that time to write that book because it is, you need time to do it. I mean. Uh, was that one of the factors of you actually picking up that pen and starting? I think so, because uh, when I uh, really started, it was uh, 2015 and uh, I had lost my job. So 
I was looking for another one, but mm, you had that time. <laughs> yeah, you had that time. You know? then. So I decided yeah. to write, and I, I that I could be a, a housewife uh, and and just write. Uh, but I kept looking for at least temporary jobs because I'm an accountant. Yeah. I want to uh, lose my uh, no. ability Agreed. to find work. So uh, I found a temporary job for the uh, tax season here in Italy. Good. And I kept writing for the rest of the year. Uh, that uh, went on until this year when I found another job. Now I'm working full time, but well uh, we, we'll are you see working how from home? Goes. Are you working but, from home or are you working no, in an office? I go to uh, to the ah, office. And, uh, there's that's a, a shame. <laughs> meeting to go and another to get back, and when I go back when I am back home, I'm <laughs> knackered. Yeah, you're knackered, yeah. No, I totally hear you on that. <laughs> it was a shame you couldn't have done some work at home because accounting, yeah, you can do that at home, you know, yeah. but uh, that's a shame because then you would have had time to, to uh, write more. So well, your first okay, novel... Because, uh, it, I found it at the, the right time of my life. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, at least for this yeah. year, uh, but uh, it may resume next year. I don't know. We, we have to talk about it. Uh, so I, I should have time to write uh, more in the following weeks. Uh, so when you first started writing your book that has always been inside you and you finally got the time to do it and your friends are nagging at you to get that book done, how long did it take from starting it to finally having the copy in your hand well about two years but but okay huge but <laughs> uh but by the way <laughs> no no not the <laughs> not um, but double t yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when i first published the parallels uh it wasn't professionally edited. I didn't have the money at the time because I wasn't working. And my par my temporary jobs couldn't cover that kind of mm -hmm. costs because I was paid under the table and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I had to rewrite it again. And I republish, republish it after having it um, can, professionally edited. Can I just edited. say straight away, well done, because there are so many authors that write their first book, get their neighbor to edit it, get a cheap cover, don't bother with the formatting and push it on Amazon. So well done for waiting until you had the money to get it professionally edited. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you did that. And I'm so happy that you gave your book the chance because if you'd gone and published it like the first version was, then your book would have died. It would have got bad reviews. People would have noticed the, the, the errors or whatever, and um, it wouldn't stand a chance. So by waiting that little while longer, you were able to polish the manuscript and it to be as best as it can be before putting it up for sale. So bravo to you, Kayla, well done. 
I wish other authors would take that. Any authors listening now, take note. That's how you do it. Okay. So when you got it in paperback and it arrived at your door and you knew what it was, your first ever published novel, what did it feel like to finally hold that in your hand? Uh, well, I, I recorded a video. Uh, yeah. I, think <laughs> I think it's there in my, on my channel. Uh, but uh, it was so exciting and uh, I, I smelled it <laughs> because I wanted to uh, feel the smell of a fresh print. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I keep it here you know, on my desk. It's there every once in a while. I, just looking at it, <laughs> it's right here, and I love it. Oh, wow. Have you changed the cover from the first version, or you kept yes. the original cover? Yeah, I know, I changed it. You changed it, yeah. We do that sometimes. <laughs> I, I changed it. This one is way better than, than the old one. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've done that many. I have 14 books and I've changed my covers so many times. It's weird when I look through from like 2019, was it it's 2019 for the first cover and then the next cover and then the next cover and now I've just got my final cover and I'm not touching it again. You know, it's like from the first how it was and how it's uh, um, evolved over the years to what it is now it's like it's just blow, blows my mind but every cover at the time was right for the book and right for the time and then as we moved on styles changed and you had to find out why the book probably had stopped selling and it was going to be the blurb the price or the cover and so you fix it and then your sales come back in. So moving on from your, your debut novel, how many novels do you have published now? Just this one. Oh, that's uh, just the one, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm working to, to publish uh, book two and three, but I, I don't know when. Have you written book two? Is it actually finished the first draft at all? Yes, uh, it's more than a first draft. <laughs> oh, it's ready it, it then. Final draft, and I also have the, the first draft of book three. Uh, and I have um, almost ready for the editor um, uh, a prequel of short, uh, short stories. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an anthology of short stories. Uh, With your characters from your novels. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. But let me ask you, if, if your book two is ready and it's been edited, yeah? Not, it's not edited yet. Oh, it's not edited yet. That's what you're waiting for again. Yeah. Yeah. They can, I mean, you can find cheap editors, but you've got to work with someone that you feel... Um, a connection to because you're giving your baby over to them and they need to understand your warped mind they need to understand your writing style and when they're editing they need to keep the author's voice and I find a lot of editors like to take over and
and and and change the voice to their own oh uh, you know we'll 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 format this sentence because it doesn't sound right but yeah. then it's right to you because that's how you wanted it to sound but the editor's thinking it will sound better that way but that's changing the author's voice and so you have to be really careful when you you find and you're looking for an editor you're happy with the one that did book one is she available to do book two when you're ready I hope so <laughs> because uh, gonna go. I, I like the way she works yeah you're gonna go with the same one yeah, yeah. I had uh, my my fantasy young adult fantasy um when it was taken up by it was first book was published by me second book was about to come out when I got a contract for both books of course I never put the second book out and then when uh, the publisher then turned to me oh we're going to do a total rewrite we're going to go from first uh, which is how I did it, it was first pov yeah to deep pov and I was like deep pov what is that deep point of view what does that mean so I basically had to rewrite both books yeah, by wow. changing the point of view um, it was a lesson and I learned a lot from it uh, I have a love-hate relationship with my editor I love her to bits she is amazing but I hate when I get my first draft back <laughs> and you didn't open that file because you know it's going to be covered with red everywhere yeah. you know and you know you've got so much work to do on it but then when you do and you listen to suggestions and the advice and you change it up and you add the senses or you add uh, more um uh, emotion into characters or whatever it tightens up the book it tightens up the story and you have then got the final book to publish they are amazing editors yeah, and they yeah. are they are worth their weight in gold and what happened Absolutely. was Absolutely. i waited two years for my editor that I used for um, illusional reality I waited two years in in the queue because she's very popular uh, to wow. get another manuscript to wait uh, edited because I didn't like you I didn't want to go with anyone else <laughs> so meanwhile while you haven't got time to you haven't got the money to edit professionally edit the book and again bravo for waiting once you once you're a writer you're always a writer once you have that creative mind it works in mysterious ways and you come up with other ideas of books you come up with maybe an idea for a short story so have you done any writing in between the two books Yes, I wrote a few short stories uh, not connected to the to the series, uh, and I've been trying to sell them <laughs> to find an anthology or something. Yeah, yeah, no success so far. But you know, you have to find the right moment. Uh, the right, uh, right. It, it, yes. not, I mean, every time I, I have a rejection, I tell myself it could be that the story is not good but it could also be that the story is not good for them for them because for what they're looking that's what for. I always say but you never know if it's true <laughs> but, 
But I mean, if these if these go back into soap opera again, a, a space opera, they're exactly the same genre that you write in your novels. Have you changed a genre or have you changed a different uh, scene? The first one I wrote uh, is a science fiction horror. Ooh. <laughs> and then I moved to other genre, uh, genres. I, I wrote a, a fantasy story. Wow. Uh, and uh, another one is a time travel story. I have another Excellent. horror one. Uh, and you can't wrote. find anywhere for them? Not yet. But right. they I've not so I, I now that I have the money, I'm thinking to uh, um, send them to an editor uh, and then try again because how know, how long are the short stories? How long are they? Uh, between four thousand and seven thousand words. Oh yeah, that's okay. Okay, but they need editing. I, I'm well. Have aware you ever? Have you ever thought about um, Upwork or Fiverr, which is a lot cheaper to do editing than waiting and paying for a, you know, a lot Fiverr, more money? Fiverr is not a really, I mean, you can find a good editor or a poor one. And I don't want to risk that. I mean, I prefer to pay real cash an actual editor uh, a, a good product bet back from them uh, I'm, I'm not willing to risk uh, yeah that, money. That's fair, it, it just be throwing it away I mean it, it, you didn't get anything well done and you have to pay someone else so uh, have you thought here's, here's the thought and it's free have you thought of asking for beta readers to read your short story yeah yeah i i tried you don't cost that that doesn't cost anything if you find yeah. one or two and they read the story and you'll get some amazing feedback and you'll know whether it's a story or whether it's yeah, really needs editing the problem is having a, a great feedback uh, they usually say oh yeah it's okay i liked it no no i didn't like it no well then that's not a beta reader no, yeah. a bitter reader, a proper one, would give you a document back going through chapter by chapter of yeah. what they thought and uh, what they think I, needs. I, I had on. a group of, uh, well, we were four authors and we, uh, they helped me with, uh, with my novel. Mm. Uh, it's th thanks to them that uh, I realised what really wasn't working because the, the story... Yeah. Okay, I didn't change the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I removed the info dump and the passives and all the mistakes that a newbie does. <laughs> uh, the story obviously improved because now it flows, it flows well, almost. Exactly. Well. No, exactly. But um, they uh, uh, beta readers when they they've done it so many times and they know what they're doing they are actually having a second eye on your story gets them to see all the mistakes that we keep going over and we don't see because we wrote it and to us it, it looks fine but to another yeah. person's eye 
they're going to see all the inconsistencies, the plot holes, maybe error with the text and the grammar, and they will actually, if, if they're doing their job correctly, will make sure and tell you where the problems are. Um, and like I said, there are B2 readers out there that are good and don't charge because they enjoy helping authors and they enjoy reading uh, a free book or a free story. So there is a way of getting around it until you can, you know, find money for your, your actual editor that you want to work on the second book. But because these are short stories, I think that's the way to go for now is to start um, looking for beta readers that it's like science fiction and horror. It's easy to find someone willing to read your story, but mm -hmm. like I said before, if they don't give you a, a feedback about what's working and what's not, mm -hmm. uh, why? Uh, why you like the character or you think it's not uh, behaving in character, uh, things like, like that. Said, they've, got to, they've got to be a proper beta reader. They've got yeah. to do the job that uh, you would normally pay for. Um, so it's got to be someone who knows what they're doing and has a love for that genre. But I'm gonna have a look around because I think I can get you uh, at least some beta readers for the horror short stories. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really? yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take a look and, and see with my contacts and see what I can do for you. Um, so when it comes to the first book and you've had it out quite a few years now, how are you marketing? How are you promoting it? How are the sales? Well, uh, with just one book out, I'm not really doing a great deal of marketing, but a little bit here and a little bit there. Some uh, newsletter promotion uh, mm -hmm. paid uh, once uh, because they are cheap. And so you can do one each month and your book is always, uh, there's always someone that who sees the book, who notices you and reads your name. So maybe in a few years, when I have a, a good a long backlist, they, they remember my name. I don't know, possibly How not, many subscribers do you have on your newsletter? Uh, about uh, 400. Uh, 400. Just uh, pulled the list because there were a lot of people not opening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't need people like that. You get get rid of them and have your people that actually want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, cross promotions are the way to go. That's how I'm getting my sales is through cross promotions. I've never paid for a paid ad in a newsletter. I've never. I've done straight cross. So an author with 500, 600 um, subs and say I had 500 subs and I promote her book, she promotes my book, times that by four, that is a lot of people potentially going to see your book for the first time, no, never heard of you as an author, and is into science fiction and space opera because the author that's doing the cross-promotion writes in exactly the same genre as you, and that's where you get your sales and it doesn't cost any money. Yeah, I know. I, I'm doing that as well. I do a lot of swaps uh, with other authors. So, uh, I use a uh, story origin for, for that. Good. Yay. I'm happy you mentioned them. One of the best author platforms around. I absolutely love Evan. 
he's amazing he's so so creative what he's what he's created for us i was with him when it first started and the way it's expand yeah the way it's expanded um he just covers everything now and again that's another place to find beta readers because they're on there they're waiting for your manuscript they're waiting to read your short stories they're there on on story origin and that's a new thing that he's just started up with the beta reading so there you go <laughs> problem solved <laughs> so um where can people find uh, the parallel book now uh, the Parallels is available at all the uh, online retailer and uh, also in bookstores and libraries. Oh, wonderful. You got it in bookstores. Fantastic. Did you go with Ingram Sparks? Yes. Yes, that's who I've just uh, published with for the first time with my latest um, novel because I want to get it on those shelves. After 27 years and 14 books, I want to get this one on the shelf. You know, so I, I went with Ingram Sparks. So uh, it's available everywhere, paperback. It's available everywhere, ebook. You're not with just Amazon. Yes, I'm wide, as they say. <laughs> yes, so perfect. Because that gives the reader then a chance, a choice. And you're not throwing Amazon in their face. And of course, you get better royalties if they buy from somewhere else. Um, they can probably get it to maybe cheaper if they buy somewhere else um, and you're not restricted to one place. It's nice that you give the authors, uh, especially those that have iPads and iPhones and they want to buy from Apple. Your book yeah. is there on Apple. So, um, And what about social media? Where can people find you, Kayla? Uh, almost everywhere. I'm on Facebook. Yay. Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, last summer, I created an account, and TikTok didn't go really well because it takes a lot of time to record uh, uh, videos. So there are a few I made uh, last summer, but now I, I don't have much time. But I'm thinking to uh, keep uh, posting once in a while. I know it doesn't help. In terms there is of a way. No, there is a way of using TikTok. Is now the second most popular place for authors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Facebook and then TikTok and then Twitter and Instagram. Um, but there is a, a way of doing it. So it'll, it'll only take as much time as the 30 seconds that or the three minutes that you're using on TikTok um, to actually do a reading or just even show the cover of the book and turn it over and the blurb to some music in the background or do a short reading. Um, they don't take up a lot of time. And if you've got if you've got stuff on there and you haven't done anything for a while, then if you use the right hashtags, then you're gonna have people finding your videos, not about followers on TikTok, like it is everywhere else. It's about people that actually watched the video. And you can see on TikTok how many people have watched the video. Mine goes from 600 to 2,000 on some of mine, um, which, I'm, which I'm happy about those numbers. It'd be nice if they doubled, but uh, I can't have everything. But, but it's, it's the hashtags that you use on your video that gets people to find it and to watch it. And uh, I wouldn't give up on that. I would concentrate more on that 
than anything else on social media for now because it is it's just blown up it's not about dancing and the kids doing dance the same dance routine which is how it started off because it came from uh, a place originally that was uh, so so involved with the uh, dancing but now everything is sold and everything is put on video and there, you could go down a rabbit hole watching uh, TikTok because there's just so many amazing videos out there um, but it's a fantastic platform for authors now so um, I would when you have the time uh, like I said it's, it's as long as the video you you record it you watch it back if you're happy with it then you use your hashtags and you put it up okay thank you for that's your that's 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 my yeah that's that's the only advice um that's the only lecture i'm gonna give you that's my lecture there you go um <laughs> right so we're out of time but it's an absolute pleasure chatting with you kayla um again i i applaud you for waiting to get that editor for your books i think that's amazing don't worry how long it takes if you've got um, people out there that have read the first book and they're waiting for the second book, they will understand why there's a delay because they're going to want the best and you're going to give them the best. And, and that's, what, uh, that's what it's all about. So um, thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. Thank you for having me.